Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> Good, dude. <laughs> Your background is new. Thank you. Did you yeah. buy another house? I bought another house. This was just. I know you're just. I know you're flush with cash, and income is like no issue yeah, over yeah. there. Just rolling in it. Um, no, no. This is this is my same office. I just moved my desk because you know if this if the windows are behind me in a video call, it's just I, I'm like a shadow, right? I'm like yeah. one of those person in sixty minutes who don't want to show their face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, voice, you gotta get the voice changer on. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's nice. You get to look out the window. Yeah, I mean, I have two windows. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Um, so I don't like the background as much, but it's fine. Whatever. I I usually like blur it or whatever. Right. So not that's more. more You're common. actually like perfectly set up for that. What happened like when COVID first started and the guy was talking on the news and like the door opens and the kid comes, kid comes in, in like this. <laughs> and you realize like, I, could, I could definitely see that happening. The door is literally right yeah. behind you. Yeah. 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 You're going to be yeah. like deep in thought like, oh my gosh, I've got to figure out what I'm doing. And the door just opens like when right. your kids comes in on a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it could be. But thankfully this door does not lead anywhere like that. I'm in the lower floor. So it would be stairs. You can't see them. They're over there. Gotcha. Um, um yeah let's uh let's let's kick it off I'll, I'll start actually um i had a pretty good week actually so uh ryan's on vacation so i had full-time consulting this week so Yikes. um it was a lot more work but fortunately i had kind of coming into this week a good idea for youtube video and uh i banged that out yesterday and you know last week we had talked about the fact that our video was mostly prepped. We had talked about breaking it up into like multiple parts just to get to some momentum. But I think last Friday, me and Ryan ran through it and just simplified it enough so that it was one video. It feels better as one video and the individual parts don't really need a full video each to explain. I mean, I could obviously go longer, Got but it. the demo we ended up with really just focuses on the animation and not extra details and stuff so i was pretty happy with where that was so this is the first video for the this for is the, the course right lesson one yep nice and it's like the checkbox that became like the on um, the multi-step wizard uh-huh and um so yesterday again it's been a full week because every day you know the full day i'm doing consulting but after work i got the youtube video shot then i had dinner and it was like eight or nine and i knew we were talking today and i didn't want to come on here and say again that i haven't shot it so I did shoot it. Now it ended up being a run through because I had everything set up and uh, the lighting and, and it was like going to be my like quote final take. Um, but I got about halfway through it. I didn't really like how it was going because I needed a refresher. You know, I needed to do a, a run through beforehand just so it was a little bit smoother. So I got about halfway through and I was like, I, I did background instead of background color. So I was going to have to fix that. And then I just didn't really like the explanations that I was doing. It was also late. I was tired. Um, so I just forced myself to keep going as like a forced run through. So it was good that I did it. So yeah. it's ready. Um, there's one tiny thing I'm going to change, but it is ready to go. The run through took 45 minutes. And I think uh, once I do it again, it'll be about 30, 35 and it'll end up in like a 20, 25, 20 to 30 minute video, which is I think great for the course. Nice. So that was nice to have that done. You know, I was listening to our, our episode from last week and, you know, we were just talking about different things, talking to people, breaking it up. And 
I think for now, I just want to not think about that kind of stuff anymore and just execute and just focus on shipping this because now we have a format and a style that I think is going to work great for us. And the first video I think is going to be the hardest, but now that we know, I think, um, yeah, I think the rest will go a lot smoother. So I basically want to take this one week at a time and, um, I'm going to shoot the final version of this probably on Sunday or Monday. Uh, cause I have, you know, a quite a bit of work to do today. Tomorrow I have my video already edited from our editor. So I should be able to publish my YouTube video this week, which is nice. It's the second week in a row back on the schedule there. And, um, I'm going to just touch up the thing and reshoot. Maybe I'll be able to reshoot tomorrow. Um, cause I've got some plans tonight, plans tomorrow after work, but maybe if I finish my consulting work, I can do that. And if not Sunday and then next week, what I want to do is shoot the next video. So I want, by the time I talk to you next week, I, the first video will absolutely be shot and I want the second video to be shot too, because this is the thing, man, like I can sit there and agonize over things and get distracted thinking about the course, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I start doing other work. That's like productive work. So I'm kind of sitting around looking at the wall. But then I realized, you know, once you turn on the camera, it's 45 minutes until a thing's done. And once I just get started, you just press record and you get started, you start moving. So mm-hmm. um, I just have to remind myself that. And if I have the thing prepped and I'm prepared, all I have to do is press record. And at most, it's going to be an hour. And sometimes it is painful. You know, it's a lot of it's 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 exertion to record or whatever. Yeah. But it's time boxed. It'll it has an end time to it. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, Ryan gets back from his vacation. So next week it'll be easier to, to balance the work, but we have to just do the demo. That's going to be the hardest part to decide, you know, what to do. But I think again, now that we have like a rubric for the first video, we can keep it simple enough. That's like the scope, I guess, is like just making it good enough. That's still going to be, it's still an awesome video. Right. Um, I think it's actually better than what we had before, but, um, it's focused enough that it's not going to get out of hand. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's kind of where I'm at. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, based on sort of the end of the conversation last week, I think what you're saying makes sense. Like rather than revisiting everything and like going and talking to people and trying to understand, it it seems like the place you're at, just getting something out, right. Getting, getting this first video, especially done seems like it's the, um, unblocking that we talked about like it sort of right. seemed like the big hurdle and it starts becoming like a mental block right to- um, oh, totally and so i'm glad to hear that you're you're you know you're finally like it seems like you managed to cut the scope right to, to make it i don't know if cutting the scope but i mean to, to trim the video to the to the essentials to to what you need um and uh no it's exciting to hear that that y'all are doing that finally like pulling that uh and so you so just to recap you're going to record you're planning on recording the the first video sometimes this week re-record it so i should probably schedule it i think it might be tough to do it today there's a chance i could do it tomorrow i I should be able to do it tomorrow um let me just look really quick actually maybe like in the app maybe i can wake up early a little bit earlier get a couple hours of consulting done so that i can take again if i just if i take an hour an hour sometime during the day to record i should be able to do it so i why don't I actually plan on recording tomorrow? I'm going to actually schedule it right now. Like sometime when my energy is good, maybe like right after lunch or right before lunch. I think that would be really good because then this weekend, you know, I have, I'm going to the beach on Saturday. Like there's some other stuff I have going on and I don't want to like work all weekend, but I do want to work some this weekend going into the week. Good. 
And so maybe Sunday, start working on the demo um, for lesson two. When Ryan gets back, you know, Monday or Tuesday, we can work on the demo, do a run through, and then I could record like Wednesday. Um, so, you, so you really think, and so that was going to be my next question. You really think you can get the demo done and shot for the second video next week? I think so, because we had started it. We have a lot of ideas for it. And I think that needs to just be something that is a deadline, even if it means, you know, one night that week or two nights that week, you know, just finishing it because, um, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I want to make sure, um, not to let it drag out because they're just, I don't want each lesson to take two weeks because that's just going to be too long for us and for me. So I have like a trip coming up, um, going to Vegas, uh, in like, in like two weeks. So that's all another reason I want to get it done next week because the week after is going to be a short week for us. So, um, we'll have to just see how that goes, but I want to go at the end of next week, having two lessons recorded for sure. And, uh, hopefully I think I can do it by the time we talk next Thursday mornings. Got it. Okay, cool. There's really no reason I shouldn't it's just, it, it, it's, it's like you, you know, we always talk about it. It's just the work fills the space you give it. And so if I just set that up, I know we can make a great video and have it recorded by next week. So Got it. do you, do you already know what it's going to be about? Yeah, it's going to be list of items. So frame of motion, the first video is kind of like the basics of, of doing like state-based animation. So if it goes from, you know, if a step goes from completed to, you know, inactive to active to completed, those are like three different states. And that's when like we animate the check and everything. And so that introduces that. And um, we tweak like the durations and the easings and stuff and uh, animate a check. Like we draw an SVG check. So that's like pretty cool introduction. It's really cool actually. And then the next video is going to be a list. So we want to introduce the idea of like animating a list of items. So if you have like, you know, adding and removing items, to a list how do you do that with frame of motion that's kind of like one of the next big building blocks got it it's not like reorganizing the list or stuff like that it's just about adding and removing them it could be reorganizing too so it could be like a draggable list that's kind of a little bit more involved um they, they have a whole api for dragging so i think it's just going to be something like um what would be a good example in a web app I mean, even like archiving an email, like you have a list of, uh, that might be what it is. You have Got a list it. of okay. inboxes and you, you select, you can delete one or you can select multiple and delete it, something like that. Got it. And yep. so the new one kind of maybe it slides in, maybe it fades in and the rest of the items in the list, you know, adjust uh, to or make room for or something it. Like that. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, makes sense. And cut scope, cut scope. So don't, don't do exactly. the, don't, don't do the drag and drop or whatever, like no those dragging. kinds of things. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Just list. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. And do you, are you gonna are you planning on shooting a YouTube video as well? I think if I had to drop one, I would drop the YouTube. But okay. it would be nice to. This week's was pretty good. It was just a little thing that came from a pairing session. Man, pairing sessions are so good for getting ideas for for YouTube videos because it's something someone is like actually struggling with. And yep. even if it's something I did years ago or seems obvious to me, like the way we do it is a little novel, or it's just it just is. It's easier because I'm making the YouTube video for the person I'm pairing with. Like I have that yep. specific person in mind. Yeah, exactly. And so um, that was really good this week. So yeah, I don't have, I mean, I have a big backlog of like YouTube ideas, but 
I did a good job of like having a short but good one this week. So I'm just going to have to do the same thing next week and just either find something that I've already done. Um, so I don't have to like spend time making a new demo or see how like the pairing sessions go the rest of this week and maybe pull something out or maybe pull something out that we already did. Cause there was a bunch of stuff we did. So maybe I could pull something else out from that. Yeah. There's actually a question I just asked on Twitter about animating like a gradient. So if I can actually get that working, which would be good for the app that my pair is working on, then uh, that would be another good video actually. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The keeping, keeping in mind while you're pairing potential yes. recordings is kind of weird how your brain works that way and then you can just shut it down and, and make it make it happen that's awesome absolutely yeah so yeah i would say overall pretty good week i mean i would have liked to have the final recording done last night i really was like mustering all the energy i could and and focus and stuff and it was just i should have just gone maybe gone through it once so i felt a little bit more comfortable but now it's all kind of loaded in the cash in the mental cash so i should be able to bang it out today or tomorrow i i i could never record first shot i feel like I it always took me a couple of times just to get just to get it out just to get me like moving through the code and stuff like that so yeah I think I I can do it if I have just finished the demo you know and Mm -hmm. I can just take time to think how I want to say it and it was just I was just getting tripped up by a few things that we had changed and I forgot about them so um I think it was more of just the fact that it was the end of the day I'd already recorded a video yeah super tiring um it's very tiring yeah it's fun though I like it it's good uh I really am feeling more motivated to get to this, to our business basically, because just the, the small, you know, like the, the time boxed weekly videos, I think is like my sweet spot for me. I think I have a harder time or I have less experience doing the bigger projects. Um, the weekly videos is, is, is a place I want to get to, you know, I'm there with my, my YouTubes, but to get there with the business would be awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome, yeah. man good good update i'm happy yeah i feel good about it i know it's probably one of the best ones i've had since we started the show which is good and it really did like having this on the books made me want to do that little bit extra last night which again is just putting me in a better spot so uh it's helpful nice that's awesome 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 deadlines man power deadline (laughs) keep on saying it eventually one of these days i'll believe it (laughs) yeah i like the uh... i believe it but eventually one of these days i'll remember and that's the secret weapon to get your work done. <laughs> yeah. Appetite deadlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. You know, just kind of a meta talk before we move on to you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we last week we were talking about appetite from the shape up and I had heard about that and we had talked about like, what was my appetite? What was our appetite when we started this? If I had known where it was going to be, would we have done things differently the appetite thing is kind of interesting. I'm not sure it's quite worked for me yet. They say like, okay, would we want to be working on a calendar for Basecamp in six months? No. So we need to say, what's the version we can do in six weeks or in 12 weeks? And I do think it's useful to think about that. But even those guys and other people I know who've done the Basecamp shape up stuff, sometimes they hit the end of their appetite and they're like well we're close so we're just going to keep doing it which i guess kind of defeats the purpose or maybe it's just a way to do maybe you can look at it as a way to gut check and say okay yeah we still want to do this because like i still want to do this course i know the co- we're going to do the right. course and it's the best next move for us sure um, yeah I, I actually think of it as is very similar to deadlines i mean it is a deadline mm-hmm. in some way that you're putting um mm-hmm. 
and I, I read Shape Up, but I don't remember all of it, and I don't pretend to be talking like I, you know, I have never talked to um, one of the people at Basecamp, so I don't actually know if this is what they mean by it. But this is sort of my interpretation: is is sort of a reframing of deadlines, right? Because I, I think in software development, at least, a lot of deadlines come with, uh, you know, we want all of these features. Like this is what this is the work we want to do. So first, you think of the features and the work and stuff, and then you say, okay, we need to have it by this date that's a deadline yeah um and instead of thinking it that way i like the rephrasing of appetite in the sense of kind of like we were saying we want to introduce some type of calendar in here what is our like how much are we willing to spend of money right. and time and energy and all these things right like how much are we willing to spend what's our appetite that's why i like that the phrasing to to get something out there and then once you have that then you think of okay what can what features can that include or you know where can we cut things so so it's it's more in my head it's more um it lends itself better to cutting scope because mm. you're saying this is you're putting the value first you're saying what is the value what's the appetite right what's mm-hmm. like they're tied the appetite is tied to value what is the value we think this is going to bring and so we're you know that's that's just how much time we're willing to spend on it of course i, I would imagine that if they're there and like if they think they could, one more week could deliver a better result or something, I'm sure they, you know, they put in the extra work. I, I don't know. Um, like it's not like, oh, that was our appetite. We cut it down, right? I, yeah. Like things does, change. Does it mean if we had the appetite discussion and then we blew past it? Does it mean like it didn't work, or was it still better than not having the discussion because it forced us to realize, okay, we were making this bet. Turns out this is really important, so we're going to willing to bet another month, another two months, and. Um, because our first bet was so far off, let's really sit and think for a second about how we can cut scope so this doesn't happen again. So maybe that's like the benefit of it. And it doesn't matter that we kind of blew by the first thing and the, the original appetite wasn't actually like correct. Right. Maybe if we had said we did have an appetite of six months for this, it would have taken 12 or whatever. <laughs> but I think the deadline is actually the most important thing. I agree with you. T- typically, people make deadlines and they're just lying and they're just fake. Everyone blows by them. The estimates go twice as long as, as they usually do. But maybe if you think about it with the bet and appetite kind of perspective, you see the deadline as something that's fixed and you see the scope as something that can change and exactly. you're more likely to cut scope, yep. which maybe we didn't at the beginning, but maybe we just practice and get better at it. And um, yeah, maybe that's like the main point of it. So yeah, or at least that's what I like about it. It's, it's the, the mm-hmm. way it the, I like the, it in the theory. Language, the language <laughs> I, lends itself for that in my head. Because if you think of features first and then like, okay, let's put a deadline on it. You can, because you're, then you're saying, okay, we want all of these features. How long is it going to take to do this? Okay, it's going to take six months. Okay, the deadline is six months, right? That That's sort of backwards in my head because now you, you're, it doesn't lend to cutting scope in the same way. Because now you're saying that we think it's going to take six months and it's an, est- it's an estimate and all this stuff. The other way is like, we... This is how much we want to spend on this. And okay, by the time you get to that, if you haven't made it, hopefully you course correct sooner. But like, if you haven't made it by that time, you know, there's some cost. And so you analyze again, you say, okay, like maybe this, you know, if, are we willing to spend another week on this? Yes, our appetite is another week. Okay, that's fine. But that, that it just helps me at least in the, in the sense of putting the value and the, the time you're willing to spend on it first and then cutting scope, right? And then like figuring out the scope. It's not cutting scope. It's like what can what can fit in that time? Yeah. Do you feel like you've ever cut scope on like a weekly blog post? Um, That's a good question. 
I more relate to like, there's like some level that I'm going to get to and I'm just going to take as long as it takes to get there. And now, of course, like, I guess in some ways you're cutting, you can cut scope. Maybe it's just, I need more practice cutting scope, but yeah. Do you feel like that? Or do you feel like you just work on it until it's a place like you feel like it's done? No, I have definitely, I have, I've published many blog posts that I didn't feel were ready. Um, That's good. So I I cut scope in in different ways. Like I might split something that was a longer post into, you know, okay, well this can be a Mm -hmm. shorter one this week. Like it'll just be about this thing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. It becomes a lot more refined. It's like, okay, this is just now one single point. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it isn't great. You know, it's, it's better like, to ship. Yeah, I'm just going to ship it. Yeah. And a lot of times I think w- the thing it helps me with is the perfection of like, oh, I'm going to yeah. rewrite this tiny little piece and stuff. And yeah. it's it's good. I want to become a better writer. And so I practice mm-hmm. all those things. Like I think writing is a lot about rewriting and not really mm-hmm. like the first pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I have to put it out there because otherwise I could spend a month on a blog post, right? Like, oh, no, let me right. change this. Like I'm not super happy or I kind of feel maybe I feel insecure like or uncomfortable like is this really accurate or like are people going to misinterpret this and so sometimes it's just you know it's fine and that's I'll not ship it worth it right it's, it'd be much better to have four blog posts than one quote-unquote perfect blog post exactly um and like we said last time it's sort of a, a what are you trying to practice right are you trying to practice publishing a blog post a week or are you trying to practice like publishing a perfect super long blog post in a month i don't know i think they're different yeah. sort of um, they're different types of blog posts maybe um, yeah. different skills you're, you're practicing so definitely agree with that i was just trying to think like maybe the appetite stuff i think it's helpful but maybe it's helpful like at a high level i wonder if it's not so helpful for me on the week to week thing i think a hard deadline that's actually a hard deadline is more maybe more helpful and also i forget where i heard this but this idea of like shipping is so important and it's not just like what we've heard in the past it's like the perfectionist stopping you from shipping and um me not wanting to do the, the strategic step okay should we talk to someone to have a better video should we how should we break this up it's like no it's like the answer like most of the way you get better is through feedback with the real world like we have ideas in our head and there's good things that can come out of it but just like with software you have an idea about like the features and the priority and as soon as you get something in people's hands the list changes that's like one of the first things that we try to we try to you know manage up to like clients and and folks we work with especially if they haven't really done it before if they're a startup they're shipping an app for the first time or it's like a department within a bigger company that's trying something new it's like we're gonna sit here. We're coming in. We've come into projects for like three hundred Jira tickets before, and it's like, okay, we need help finishing this so we can launch this in like a year. And it's like, guys, you know, this is not the way to do it because right. you think what you think is important is going to change as soon as what we're building comes into contact with the real world. Yeah. And so I think that's something that I'm going to try to think. I, I've been thinking more about, and I think might help nudge me to stick to the hard deadlines because. I can sit there and me and Ryan can, you know, edit and update the demo. But the best thing to do is to ask someone to pay for it. And then once they do, see what they think about it. And if yeah. they want more, if it was useful. So getting it in contact with the real world. That's like, I, that's, sure. yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. The ultimate test. Ultimate yeah. test. Yeah. And and I think for just, just to sort of as a quick, um, quick loop back, we, where you were saying the appetite, I wouldn't use the appetite weekly like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't think 
I think that's just like a deadline. Yeah, you want to ship a thing a week. Uh, I yeah. think the appetite more in the sense of what you wanted at first. Like we want to take mm-hmm. three months for this course, and like that's how much we're willing to spend because we see that as being the value. You know, like that it'll right. be valuable if we spend three months. If we spend like a year, it won't be a valuable use of our time. Right, that right. that kind of thing. Right. right. Um, but yeah, week to week, I think it's not. I don't. At least I don't consider. I don't think about the appetite week to week. It's mm-hmm. more like, okay, I've decided to do this this week, and so let's let's get it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah no i yeah and i I wasn't i was more thinking about the fact because last week we talked about the fact that like our original appetite was six weeks six to eight weeks and it was like three months we haven't even done one video Mm -hmm. so it's like is the appetite thing not actually helpful should we rethink now okay what's our appetite now that we're six you know we're three months in do we have an appetite for another three months and if so okay and it's like okay that's like that's the extent of that and that's actually not that helpful um it was nice to have the conversation so that we could have the retro, but um, yeah. I mean, I think an alternative way of thinking about it is what happens if another three months pass and yeah. you've only done the second video. That is a good where, way to think. Where about do it. you, you know, how do you feel about that? And it's probably like terrible. Yeah, you, that's probably not what you want. So you need to, right. So if it's like we need to deliver this in three months, like that's just you know. Uh, yeah, that that I actually like that framing a little bit better, which I guess is the point, but. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, that that is a good gut check. I think maybe what just happens to me, maybe because I'm not good at that, let think like thinking at that level or that distance is like, yeah, the weekly stuff I think is going to be what is most important for me to actually achieve like the appetite. It's like, it's, it's easy for me if I start thinking big and abstract and long-term goals to all of a sudden have three or four weeks go by, I think, and get bogged down. Oh, this course thinking about the launch. It's like, yeah, just overwhelms me thinking about that. So maybe it's like good to have this conversation once every once in a while, and then just like table it and just laser focus on this week. And like, that is it. And like, you know, that's the momentum is going to be, just realizing that's more important to me, you know? Right. Um, I think this is normal, like, uh, iteration type things, right? Like, you suppose, I don't know what you do with projects, but I tend to have, like, a one-week or two-week iteration. Not sprints. Sprints convey, like, running. Uh, But iteration. So you you do a little bit of planning, a little bit of understanding, you know, and that's maybe, in this case, you could think of it as three months. Like, what's our appetite? We want to get this in three months. But then during the week you have to dive in and do the work right and that's sort of focused and um you're you know you're you're focused on what you're doing you're making sure that things are going well and in between those like if i were to think of an appetite as three months i would like to have some retrospectives in there and that's sort of right. the popping back up a level and thinking right uh in a broader sense like how are we doing are right. we are we you know do, do we think we're going to meet our goals are we making progress mm-hmm. like are there things we can improve and those kinds of things so i, I like that kind of cadence or that kind of those types of um, check-ins. So you, you dive in, your head's down, you're not thinking about the big picture, but then you also pop back up, do a quick retro. It doesn't have to be a long thing, just like what's going well, what could be improved, and then you dive back in. I think that's what's happened, maybe what happened to me over the last couple of months was like night terrors about the bigger <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Where yeah, you're yeah. like, you're like you, you've maybe you had a bad week or two, and then you start thinking about the bigger stuff, and you're at that higher level, and you're like, whatever you know we're not where we need to be and then i get that can be like demotivating cause me to lose focus and stuff so for sure it's probably get about getting better about being focused and not really worrying about the big stuff 
on the week to week basis. And then when you pop back up, yeah, if you missed it or whatever, it's not the end of the world. You'd much rather have four videos over the last six weeks and miss your original scope that you wanted than have nothing and be like, okay, are we going to do this again? Because you're like, oh, maybe the big appetite, big picture was wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, there's, yeah. But it's helpful just talking through this out loud and thinking about like, really, there's just, those thoughts are going to come to me. Like they're just going to appear and I don't necessarily have to dwell on them. I can just, yeah, it's fine. Let right, you're go. in execution as as, phase. And those yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it makes There's sense. There's something else I was going to say. Um, oh, the only other tactical kind of execution phase type thing is like the emails. And I don't think we have to talk much about this, but like we do have a list. We sent one email. So this week, no email, I think. But maybe next week um, should talk about sending an email on like Friday. Just something. Just That'd to good. let people know the work that's going on, an update. I mean, maybe even the sam- like the first lesson as a sample, as a free sample. Eventually, I'm, I, w- I do want to put it on my YouTube. Um, but it'd be good to think about what kind of update I could send. Yeah, I think you can even know do... that we're working on it and making progress. You know. Yeah, I wonder if even not not the full lesson, but you just do like a little um, uh, teaser. Like, yeah, exactly. Like a, a short clip of the video, like, "Hey, this is what we're working on," and then you know, this is the first lesson we're continuing to work. Uh, you know, something like that. I think that could just be exciting. The teaser, yep. like, oh, look at that. that. That's cool. That's a cool animation, yeah. right? Yeah. You're not showing any code or anything. You're just showing a little bit of the animation of what you're going to build. So yeah. that could, be, like, be, could be cool. Yeah. Animated GIF, you know? Yep, exactly. Cool. Do it. That sounds awesome, good. man. All right. Well, how's your week going, dude? Uh, let's see. Week's, week's been busy. Uh, I feel like I'm getting really busy with a lot of things and um, there's a lot of concerns. So let's see. I have a, a list of things to, to just kind of maybe check off um one of the things that is keeping busy is i got accepted to elixir conf which is great oh right it's awesome dude yeah 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 that's um it's my 30 in a row but this time i'm going in person Um, yeah i haven't spoken in a public stage since uh i don't know 2018 or something so we'll see how my social skills have deteriorated and my (laughs) (laughs) public speaking skills um but yeah, so I'm excited about that, but that requires a lot of work. Uh, so, yeah. so I'm focusing on that. I need to prepare Where is the talk. conference? It's in Colorado. And when is it? It's uh, September 1st and 2nd. It's really the... So August 31st. So there's a month. Okay, I so have you basically have a month. Yeah. Okay. And my talks usually take me about a month to prepare. Yeah. Um, so Nice, man. Colorado. You have some family still live there, right? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately they're all traveling to seattle to visit my brother (laughs) oh bummer (laughs) yeah it's fine it's fine uh you know it happens um so yeah i I probably won't get to see them um but i'm excited about that and uh that you know that'll take a lot of my time um unfortunately or fortunately i don't know depending on which which way you want to see it um so yeah that that's part of it i think um there's also you know another thing still taking my mind and my time is trying to get the next client i've had some conversations with people um i should hear from someone today so maybe i'll get something signed um pretty soon that that would be great um but we'll see so that's that's still in the works and it's kind of yeah i was gonna ask i was gonna ask about that because i saw you tweet about it uh when is the current contract up end of august so okay Contract ends, going to ElixirConf. I need to have something when I and come back. Unemployed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Currently unemployed. Um, 
Our next speaker. <laughs> Hi, uh, do you want to work with me? Uh, right. No, no. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be great to, to go and see people. And <laughs> but hopefully I have something lined up and it's not. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be super stressful. Um, I'll, I need to have something lined up. I'll have something. Um, yeah, I mean, even, listen, worst case, how bad would it be if you went two or three months without income? Yeah, the reality is that that is in my calculations. Like, I'm supposed yeah, to have... I had a feeling it was, because I know that you're yeah. you're conservative in that way. I'm super... I, I have, a, like, a, my estimates are meant to I would include... have to go be, like, a male stripper, you know, for a, a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I would be pretty desperate pretty quick. <laughs> I kind of live on the edge sometimes. Uh, no, that's yeah. not completely true, but... <laughs> no, no, definitely. I, I would definitely have, like... I have... <laughs> my budget includes four to six mm, uh, weeks, not months. Like, yeah vacation or whatever uh i don't not yeah no, really take no vacation yeah exactly um one of the things i'm trying to i'm just trying to save up some of that stuff and i don't know i'm super yeah like you said i'm conservative i'm like yeah i want my money to be in my bank and mm-hmm. but it's true if if i like worst case scenario i could probably extend my current engagement another month and um mm-hmm. you know and still and still do stuff like that so it's not gonna be a big deal i just mm-hmm. I, I have realized this about myself and it's actually something that i've realized through conversations in the podcast is I don't like the sales portion of consulting. Mm. I, I really enjoy doing consulting, but mm-hmm. having to like find work and all this stuff is mm-hmm. it's okay, but it's not the same kind of excitement I get from trying to talk to customers about um, like a problem, like with, with, with the literary agents that I've been talking about. Um, yeah. It's not the same kind of excitement. I'm not, you know, like I like talking to my clients about the problems they're trying to solve. But I, I I like talking to them in the sense that I want to help them solve that problem, not so much in the like, okay, you should work with me for these reasons. And it's, uh, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So um, I'll, I'll give you an update probably next week on, on that. I think hopefully something gets, um, the dust settles a little bit on that, in that front. Did you, is the new client, the new potential client, did that come inbound from, well, I guess, did it come from the tweet? No, 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 no. Uh, the tweet brought a couple of people, um, but the, the the current client that I'm most likely to engage with right now is, is just a, someone I know, so some a for, former colleague and mm-hmm. uh, someone I've been we've been trying to work together for about a year, uh, but I'm always like booked and other stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about in the next week? Just some action item, just in case this were to fall through, just to have something else rolling. Whether it's looking at like a job board with like remote jobs that take part-time consultants. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that out there. So just thinking like, yeah, what are you thinking there? Yeah. Doing more outbound. Yeah, just exactly. Just, just something small, even if it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Even if it's another tweet or just 30 minutes in the calendar to look at Elixir job boards and sending a message or something. I Um, like that. That's good. That would be helpful. Um, I was thinking of reaching out. There's uh, a couple of consulting companies that might need extra contractor work type thing. And so that's another mm-hmm. way to, to do this. And so mm-hmm. I'll probably reach out that way. But I'm going to write that down. I think like uh, that's a good idea. Some, both Something so small you can't not do it. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. Even emailing like people you've worked with before and just, you know. Because we did that's what we did a bunch actually our first second yeah. first two years out of TED was we were doing more consulting for them. We already knew their systems. We were just doing it like 75% time. and Yeah, that's um, a good point, actually. Uh, and I'll, I'll, 
I'm adding here a, a couple of to dos for me. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Just because if it is going to be, if you're like me and, and that's going to be in the back of your mind, you don't, yeah, you don't want that to be something that's weighing you down while you're working on the talk or finishing up your contract, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, wakes me up at night kind of thing. I, I, I yeah. just strongly dislike it. Um, yeah, I know. I know the feel. I mean, we we basically went six months this year before starting control, uh, consulting our, our contract. And originally we wanted to like do that so that we could establish the YouTube cadence and do some other stuff. And uh, towards the end, it was like not fun at all. So yeah, I know yeah. what that's like. Yeah. And there's other things I want to focus my time on. And so this is sort of my, my next two updates, I think, are one of the interesting things. Is I, I still want to do like an update to testing live. I'm still sorting out how to do that exactly. But I just yeah. got my biggest purchase, my biggest single purchase of the course. Someone reached oh, cool. out and bought 13 licenses. Uh, wow, dude. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, so that was awesome. I just, I'd Making forgotten money about while you that. sleep, man. That's the life I want to be living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or um, making money while you're lying awake, worried about things in your sleep. Still better than <laughs> trading time for money. <laughs> yeah. Not sleeping, but at least uh, <laughs> I got a pay button with my name attached to it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just shows me that I think there's interest in the course. There's still interest in the course. There's still like people out there. You think you've tapped on the market. Like that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I used to feel like, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not even uh, remotely true. It's like, there's a lot of people I think that are um, interested. So, yeah, I know we ta- I know you had said that you did want to do an update. Um, I wonder if that's something that is like, have you thought about? Not doing the update. That, that seems, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I a, don't know if that would be. I think it's worth thinking about. And um, just because you said something at one point doesn't mean you're like enslaved to that forever, and you owe something. It's better not to have said it, I guess. But at the same time, I think there might be a lot of ways to deal with this in a way that is like super respectful and honest to everyone that you, you know, all your customers. Um, but uh, like you said, like your court, your videos still have value and you you can write a little note about the things that have changed or just say this was recorded as of this time. I mean, our videos from, from Ember from years ago still have a ton of value. We still get emails all the time. People learning yeah. a lot about it, even though there have been changes to the APIs, because you still learn from someone who knows something thoughtfully going through something. You pick up a lot of extra stuff. Sure. So I would just in the interest of like, yeah, cutting scope and making sure you're if it's not like a hell yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. a no, kind of that Derek Sivers thing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And is this really going to move you towards your goals? Now, if your goal was for this to be like the Rails way, you know, like that book that was like the evergreen um, mm-hmm. canonical reference for like building Rails apps or whatever. Yeah, what was it called? Uh, or Rails, the Rails way, wasn't it? That was, was a big one. That was I a big one. Okay. That was a big one that I knew about. Then there was like Rails for Zombies, which was also like really, really good. People recommended that all the time. Um, there might have yeah. been one more rails one but yeah that, but that feels like that feels like a different strategic direction than what you're doing right now you know yeah yeah that's fair i, I don't know I, the, the reason why i kind of want to update it and it's sort of this it's like if it weren't there was a big change that was a the problem there was a big change mm-hmm. between live version 0.15.7 and 0.16 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, and now it's in 0.17 um and there's one big change, which it, it just changed quite a few things in terms of introduced uh, a new templating kind of language. It, um, like the testing itself hasn't changed that much, even because of that. So that so that's what's held me back because like I didn't 
like I didn't promise to update the course and I never intended to update the course for any changes in live view. It's just like testing changes. So test the testing mm-hmm. itself hasn't changed that much, but there is a problem when you like get into the course and you're trying to install, right? You're installing dependencies and all this stuff. You're pulling the stuff and all of a sudden you're in version 015. Like you have to install or older versions of Erlang. Like that's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's something, there's some friction there that feels uncomfortable to me. Uh, you know, people are coming in, they're trying to learn how to test this and they pull in and it's like, oh, I have to install an older version of Erlang than what I have at my day job kind of thing or, or Elixir, like older versions because, yeah. because you're, you're behind now on that, on that front. Um, in terms of the actual testing, like, I, I don't know that things would be that different. Um, so an alternative here would be to update the course, like the code base to the latest versions, mm. but then the errors people are going to have and like because because the template yeah they won't changed. necessarily be able to follow the videos and exactly. do the actual code but you could post a diff and you could call it out in the transcript or the summary and just say you know i mean if you were teaching someone if I, you were to teach me today and we were going to sit down and like let's go through your course how would you do it would you walk me through it and then we'd hit pause and say okay here we're going to use this instead and then let's keep watching the videos and you can learn like with with that change in mind or would you say like you shouldn't even watch like if we were going to do it together you know i think you would say like you would just have a few things you say okay but you know this is wrong right here let's do this instead and now let's continue right this and has maybe changed that's, there's a, exactly this yeah. part's changed but this is this is the same so maybe you could just do that in a text format as a first step as yeah. like the, the 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 simplest way to deal with this in a way that you're going to feel good about for your customers right. and um if it so happens that later on it's worth reshooting them for other reasons, you can do that. Yeah. I wonder if that makes sense. And also maybe I could provide like alternate versions of the code base, like different branches to have them more updated. So like people can actually choose to go that path. Right. Um, okay. I like that idea. I'm going to write that down. Maybe just like, at, at the very least, that's a good first step, like text updates. Mm-hmm. Like this is different in this version. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, I know the feeling, but I think like the one-off, the one-off course, you know, like your course and like what we're working on. Right. Maybe one of the points is like you, it's that it's one and done and then you get to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Like you want the value to be aligned with like the payment. And so if someone was paying you on a recurring basis, then you would, they would expect there to be new stuff, updates, just like when yeah. we, you know, subscribe to Netflix, you expect there to be new stuff you want to watch. Yeah. Um, no, makes sense. I'm actually going to look at what um, the live view course from Pragmatic Studio did for the updates. I don't mm-hmm. think they updated all the videos. But again, their videos are more decoupled, so it's probably easier to update some videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. I have one more update, and then we're okay. sort of running long. Um, uh, and it's not super different from my last update, but I had one more conversation with another literary agent. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and it was it was great. There were similar similar issues, similar problems. Um, same soft. Did they use that same old software? They actually use Atlas. So okay. the the new old software. Yeah, because <laughs> it's still old. Legacy um, 2.0. Yeah, this person did not use it at all. She had to find out. She was like, "We use something. I'm not quite sure what we did." And so, um, but she was very nice and and went and talked to the person who actually uses it and found out what they use and. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think the the they use it primarily for account. Uh, what is it? It's not really accounting. Um, it's like who who 
I guess kind of accounting, like which authors are owed what kind of money and all that kind of stuff. Um, royalty, keeping up with like royalty payments. And exactly. Stuff like that. that stuff. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And so, but she was, she was actually far more tech savvy. She was, she was like creating her, her own um, Airtable documents and like keeping track of all her clients and all this stuff. And, um, but there were a couple of things she said, like if she wanted to share anything uh, with anybody else and it was, it started getting more and more expensive and she's paying this out of pocket. Um, Cause it's not, she said she tried to get that adopted at her agency, but the, the, the owner, the, I don't know who, who, but someone said like, we're, it's not that we don't want to, it's just that we're already paying a lot of money for this Atlas thing. Mm. And so we don't have a lot of extra money to, to pay for those things. Um, which is one, an interesting point mm-hmm. about Atlas being expensive, but also about mm-hmm. the scrappiness of, of mm-hmm. agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but yeah, so anyway, but she was using this and it was interesting because it kind of lined up with what the previous, you know, what I talked about with the previous person is that, but this person was a little more technically savvy. And so she mentioned, I think what that what is really neat is a CRM slash project management tool. And so she used that language, right? So it's clearly she knows a little bit more about yeah. how we deal with software. Um, but CRM, because... Yeah, just keeping track of. There's a lot of stuff that they keep track of manually. You know, uh, who like uh, the person comes in and their contracts and all this stuff that that basically they were trying to do with some of that with Atlas. But also, she was trying to connect. It's a lot. It, it's hard because they're trying to basically have. They're sort of a middleman, right, between publishers and agents. And so, when this person was actually a. Uh, um, an illustrator agent for a literary agency. So she had even a more complicated scenario because needed to manage. Uh, apparently illustrators can send something. And so she, she has now this like sample for, I don't know, say the drawing of a purse. And now she, this, this, she needs to know which eight, which publishers would be interested in this. And at the same time, a publisher can come and say, Hey, we need these kinds of drawings and sometimes express interest in a particular illustrator. So anyway, there's a whole lot of like, crm type scenarios that line up with my previous conversation of that there's a need there there's an absolute moving the potential authors through like different phases yeah and just keeping track of like which authors have talked to whom and what are their interests or what are they trying to do like Mm -hmm. you know what projects are they working on um all those kinds of things and at the same time there's a sort of a project management need because once a you once you have a publisher agree to contract with someone with a with a an author or in this case it was a you know in this case it was a, an illustrator now you have this whole process of there's so many stages of when do things need to be done by and there's like a cascading effect right like this thing needs to be in here by this time and um you know, once that's there, then we can cut the paycheck, the first paycheck, then the second paycheck, right? Like an advance and the advance is, there's, is subject to some things. And so there's all these things that they need to manage. Yep. Yep. Dependencies. And um, which something interesting she said is that it's the true primary project managers are the publishers. Like they're supposed to be the ones who do it, but it's really hard and that they don't like, they don't do a good job and they don't also, they, there's things in the agency level that, they need to keep track of that the publishers aren't responsible for. And so there's a need there, which part to slice is the hard part now. Like I don't actually, I think there's something there. 
That's what I'm saying. I think there's a pain point. And now what I need to do is I have a few more people that I can contact. So, you know, again, I've been asking if there's other people I could talk to. But I want to figure out what questions I want to ask um, to really hone in on some particular problem and to see if there is, if they'd be willing to pay for something or even switch. And I, mm-hmm. I, that's where I'm actually stuck right now. I'm not actually sure what questions I need to ask to figure out which sliver can be an MVP that mm-hmm. would be valuable enough for someone to kind of start using. This is where I think we can ask a lot of false questions that makes us mm-hmm. think people are going to buy it, but then mm-hmm. when they when they actually when push comes to shove, they don't actually buy it, right? And so that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do there because I feel like there's a pain point. There's clearly a pain. It's you know they don't have tool like it's a tool that they pay a lot of money for or it's being phased out or you know all these other things. Um, yeah, I, I, but now I need to kind of uh, zone in on a particular area and try to fix that in a way that people would pay for it. Uh, I think something I read in that book, but maybe something we were also talking about doing um, with one of our other ideas, even the Mirage thing, I think at one point was if you can get like a consulting gig where you basically get paid to build the MVP. So if you find a company that is already looking for some software or and or would be willing to pay for something specific for them, you can build it for them, tell them they can do whatever they want with the code, but also say you have act, you have right to the code as well. And if you decide to, you could turn it, you know, try to turn it into like a business as a separate thing. But basically, um, you're going to build them a solution that they pay you hourly for or whatever. And again, they can do whatever they want with it. But now you're building something and having that constant contact with this person at the company who is like really in touch with the problems you're solving their needs and if they start singing its praises now you've got something that you can work with and um that's pretty cool you know yeah that's true Uh, i don't know it's a great idea i have no idea if that would work like i don't know if people again based on just how scrappy these agencies are right um if they're gonna have the money you found to, to build if a you custom found, thing. like right if you could find like a more i don't know forward-looking or like younger publishing house that was interested in investing in software yeah um that could just be interesting idea. to think about you could also like try the funding route too because like you know like the tiny seed stuff to get money for it but yeah. The the cool thing about like like you're saying you you need to figure out first that there's a monetizable pain point here and so right what you're describing is so similar to some contracts we've had in the past which I feel like were some of our most successful when we were working with someone at the company uh-huh. and she was doing the same thing you're talking about this employee doing where she had her whole system set up with Excel's these crazy Excel things we basically built software out of that and it was like really successful because she was using it. It's like building an internal app for someone you're working with every day. And that's like right. such a good way to build software, I think, yeah, because exactly. you're just, you're literally solving their actual problems on like a daily basis. Yeah. Um, again, getting in touch with the real world, like as soon as possible and getting yeah. that good feedback. So, yeah, I think maybe what I want to try to do is have one more conversation that zones in a little bit more on use cases, like actually seeing mm-hmm. how people use their tools. I, I want to get mm-hmm. like one more, you know, sometimes you have this with code with like, if you see duplication in two places, maybe it's fine. Three places, maybe mm-hmm. you can determine a pattern kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one more conversation, see if there is the same pain mm-hmm. and kind of dive mm-hmm. in a little bit of how they use it. And I think what I want to do next is try to reach out to some of these people who I've already been talking to 
and see if they basically want to do that. I, I think one way to get commitment out of someone, it doesn't have to be money necessarily, but like time. If someone is really willing to invest the time to help me build this tool, I think they'll probably be advocates for buying it. I could right. also ask for like kind of a commitment to buy it, even though right. like I'm not going to like hold them to it. I don't think it would be like a contract, but just I want to see if when you push comes to shove, right? Like, would you be willing to buy this? Like, would you be commit to buying it two months from now and help me work on it kind of thing? Like if people commit a certain amount of hours to being able to talk to me and go through this thing together, that might be a strong enough signal. Um, yeah to kind of I go think, in that direction i think there's some ideas there maybe over the next week we think about it in the back of our head but do some googling because I, I think there's i think there's quite a few ideas for how to basically bootstrap at the beginning like that in a way you're saying yeah i think there's some precedents there you know interesting yeah um, look look for some, some precedents there yeah that's a good idea i think it'd be interesting if you could if you had like you said searching for the patterns if you had if you could find someone, I got to wrap up here pretty soon. Um, yeah, yeah. So here. But uh, if you did have, if you could find a publisher that's more, that's different from the first two you've talked to, that's more forward looking, willing to invest in tech, sees the benefits that like a software could bring to their workflow. You know what yeah. I mean? I wonder if, I wonder if those are out there at all. Yeah. I mean, the second person I talked to was kind of more on that front. She more came savvy. From, yeah. Yeah. She came from a slack that was more about young agents is what the first person told the first person i talked to connected me with this person is and she has a slack where there's more like more young literary agents or more young mm -hmm. agents um so yeah it clearly comes mm -hmm. from people who are, are more you know young in the sense of recent recently in uh, in the industry not so, not so they have high expectations for, so for software and, and everything yeah, and they're all trying to find a way to make things work, which is why this person was using Airtable, right? Like clearly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not even Excel, right? Airtable. Right. So it's like a little bit, you know, there's there's signal there as to right. as to their, um, yeah, how more tech savvy they are. So cool. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I think, I, but this is helpful. I think I I need to um, I want to dive in a little bit deeper and try to find one more person and make sure this is something we can do. And I I, I gotta get a commitment from someone to help me understand what's the the real pain point and if i built something that they would be able to use it and buy it and then i have to yeah. figure out pricing i don't know how to figure out pricing for this so yeah i think i mean it's early right i, I think but i think it's these seem like they're energizing you and you're still really interested in it so i would say it's still a good use of your time from even if it doesn't go anywhere necessarily right now or you don't have a clear you know idea of where it's going um it's something you're interested in so there's also like, I don't know if you looked at any of like the co-founder boards, just out of curiosity. I know it's like hard to pick a good co-founder that could go badly, but it would also be interesting just if there happened to be someone you find a co-founder board who's looking to create software in the publishing industry, even if you don't reach out to them, maybe you find them on Twitter, see what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Um, someone who already has like the domain has already put their finger on the pain point, you know, um, just just would be interesting to see if that person's out there yeah yeah that's a good idea i don't know a lot of co-founder boards but i think um like indie hackers i think has has one yeah i don't know that there's going to be someone who's industry expert in the publishing industry and also going to be an indie hackers they might they might be there might be yeah yeah i'll look through that that's good that's also a good idea yeah. cool man thanks Sweet. thanks for this same I'm excited. I'm excited checking next week. Uh, two videos, two lessons done. It's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs>
<laughs> I hope so, man. It sounds like it sounds like a lot of work. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool all right hey everyone thanks for listening if you're still here (laughs) if not still was a pleasure talking to you dude (laughs) yeah thanks for chatting man talk to you soon see ya bye